Praise the Lord. I want to preach to you for a few minutes. And uh, I think it's relevant to our lives today. I think it's something that each and every one of us can uh, use and use it in our life from the youngest to the oldest in here tonight. So glad to have the youth in here tonight. I know this is a crazy night here at TFT. There's so many little things going on, and, uh, and it's just caused some things to shift around. Uh, but anyway, because of work and different circumstances, we're glad to have you here tonight. You could have been anywhere, and I'm glad that you're here. How many ever run their car out of gas? You ever run? Deshaun, you run your car out of gas already? Oh, my word. How many knew that you were almost empty before you run out of gas? Yeah. Yeah, my, my cars have this little light on it. You know, I just, I think it's a suggestion when it gets that low. Ah, we'll see how far it can go past that E line, right? Well, I've run it out of gas before just simply because I just needed to get somewhere, and I thought, oh, I've got plenty, and I'll make it. Sometimes we're just running on empty, and I want to talk about that tonight. Listen at this. When we get to the bottom of our tank, mechanics will tell you that's when you're going to pick up junk that's going to run through your engine that's no good for you. I'm constantly running my gasoline tank low. Shelly said all the time. I just don't want to take the time. I'm just like, well, I'm just here or there. I always think, too, if I run out, you know, if I'm right here, I'm not that far from the house, you know. Somebody come get me or I can walk. I'm, I'm not too disturbed about it. But uh, if I go on a long trip, I want to make sure I start off with a full tank of gas. And then somebody better remind me later because I'll forget to get gas later on. Sometimes you don't realize that you're almost out of gas. You don't realize that you're running on empty. This happened to me just recently. So I, I, I know this is experience talking tonight, all right? I'm always telling whoever's riding with me, Peyton, he was riding with me the other day. If you don't remind me to stop and get gas, we're going to run out. We were that low. I said, if you don't remind me, we are going to run out. I'm very forgetful when I'm driving. We were headed over to Don Owens Complex the other day, and, and I point the car in the right direction, and, and I'm going, I, I pass up Don Owens. And the reason why is because 65 is right there, and I'm just coming home. I'm just thinking, I'm, Shelly said, you're supposed to go in, you're supposed to go in. It was too late. So you have to remind me. When I'm out of gas, that little gauge doesn't mean anything to me. You've got to tell me. I forget. And, uh, but anyway, we're going to go through some things tonight and just and, and kind of talk about that. I'll admit that sometimes I like seeing how far my car can go down before it runs out of gas. I don't want it to run out of gas, but I just like to see how many miles. I, I set my trip setter every time when I fill up, and I just want to see how many miles I can get out of it and just see how far I can push it. Well, I like to see how far that needle will go before it's completely empty. I don't like walking to find gas, though. I don't like that. Uh, so I, I try not to run my cars on empty. In the spiritual sense, sometimes we find ourselves running on empty. We find ourselves running on empty. There's a lot of contributing factors. But I just think about Wednesday, and I didn't realize this until I stepped up here tonight. Wednesday's the middle of the week. I, I realized that. I'm not saying that. I, I'm just talking about this sermon. I didn't realize how well it goes with the middle of the week. Sometimes the middle of the week we're thinking... Two more days, two more days to the weekend, you know, and, and you, on Wednesdays, a lot of times you're running on empty. You're thinking, man, I just get to, the, to, to Friday. I'll, I'll feel so much better and, and uh, have some free time and, and, and whatever the case might be. But in the spiritual sense, sometimes we find ourselves running on empty. 
I don't believe it's intentional, though. I don't. I don't believe it's intentional. I don't think somebody says, you know what, I want to lo- run low on energy for the, for the Lord. You know what, I, my walk, my relationship with him, I just want to slow down, and, and uh, I, I want to just coast, and, and, and I, I want to just run on empty for a while. I don't believe that happens. I would admit that sometimes it seems like it's intentional. It seems like it's intentional, but I don't believe it is. I've never run out of gas intentionally, but for whatever reason, we can find ourselves running on empty because life happens. Troubles come our way. Problems arise that we didn't see coming. Even the best of Christians have low points in their life. How many can say amen to that? You've had problems in your life. Even as a Christian, we've had problems in our life. The person we think is the most on fire or the most spiritual believer, I can, we, we, they begin to run low sometimes. How many knows the pastors run low too? They, they do. They run low on enthusiasm some, sometimes. They can run low on passion. They can run low on their calling. And finally, they're just running on empty. Another term for that is running on fumes. This is an encouraging message tonight. It, it's going to help you out. And I believe that we still have hope no matter what the circumstances look like. There is still a rock we can run to. There's still God even when you're in a valley. Before Moses died, he gave a compelling speech to the Israelites. He was letting them know what God had before them. He was letting them know that the promised land was theirs. It was theirs to be had. Blessings were ahead of them, but they were going to have to let God fight for them. Can you imagine walking around for 40 years in the wilderness? I'm going to tell you what, I'd been running real low. I'd been running real low. Right? Even though they were in the wilderness, even though they had an enemy before them, even though they had their doubts and fears, even though they may have been running on empty, listen to what Moses says in Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Praise the Lord for his word. God is still with you tonight. Did you know that? Even on a Wednesday night, God is still with you. The Lord is our God. How many knew that? Amen. Be strong and be courageous. Even when your enemy is coming at you. Even when you're running on empty. Be strong. Do not fear or afraid of your enemy. Why? He will never leave us. He's going to be right there beside you. He's going to be right there. You know, I think about that. When you have somebody with you, you feel stronger already. I remember as a kid, I liked to fight. But when I had somebody with me, I really liked to fight. I wasn't afraid of anybody then. They at least dragged me to the hospital if something went wrong. He will never leave us. He'll never abandon us. He'll never desert us. He'll never depart from us. He'll never quit us. He'll never relinquish us, renounce us, or give up on us. God loves us even when we're running on empty. Hallelujah. Here's my text. I said all that to get here. Isaiah 40 and 29. I'm in the New King James Version. If you'll stand for the reading of God's word and reverence in his word, I want to read this to you. Isaiah 40 and 29 says, He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. 
They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I want to preach for a few moments with the subject, running on empty. I want everybody to pray. Father, I thank you right now that your word's already anointed. I feel your spirit here today. I'm asking you, Lord, to open our eyes and ears to see and to hear what you would say to us tonight. Anoint my lips of clay, Father, that I may speak your word in boldness with the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. God, let us receive what you have from us for, for us tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated. If you're really sleepy tonight, I may just have you jump up here in a minute and do jumping jacks. So keep, keep breathing, keep waving your hands, keep saying amen. It'll keep you up. Keep clapping just every once in a while. I believe there are four contributing factors when we're running on empty. And, and there's probably a whole lot more than this, but this is what came to me. Number one, it's usually because we are so busy that we forget to fill up. Now, you can apply this to your car, but you, I'm talking about spiritual things right now. We sometimes get so busy with what we're doing, we forget to fill up with God. We, we've got saved. We, he's forgiven us of our sins. But we get so busy with other things, after a while, the world just keeps beating on us. After a while, we need to be refilled. <clears throat> we need to fill up. We're running on empty. Number two, I believe we intend, but we end up procrastinating. Now, I've, I've been there with my car. I intend to get gas. Brother Jordan, I just, I procrastinate. I see that one. I can do better. I can get it, you know, $2.99. I can get it for $2.92 somewhere else. I, you know, just procrastinate. I should just pulled in and get gas. Sometimes we're the same way with our, our, our spiritual man. We procrastinate, thinking, you know, I feel there's a draw. I, I know I'm, I'm not where I need to be, but I, I will. You know, Sunday's coming, I'll, I'll, I'll get into church then. Or Wednesday's coming, I'll get into church then. How many knows you can get a hold of God any day of the week? When you're running low on a Monday, you can still get a hold of God. Amen? Don't procrastinate. Number three, sometimes, this is the bad one right here. Sometimes we're just too lazy to fill up. Just too lazy. I'm not even going to deal with that. Number four, here's, here's the one that seems to happen a lot too, and that's when the enemy attacks us. We're running on empty. We fought and we fought and we fought, and then we're running on empty because of all the fighting we've been doing. I want to, I want to start dealing with these four things. The first reason is the reason I see more, most often. It's the reason most of the time I start running on empty. We get too busy. We get too busy with our lives. We get so busy carrying out our normal everyday tasks and before long without any intentions of running on empty, that's where we end up, on the empty line, simply because we're so busy. And, and let me tell you, I want to I put this in context. You can be so busy working for the Lord that you run on empty. Well, I want to let you know it's not a sin to be running on empty. Good news. I told you this is encouraging. Just because you may be running on empty, it's not a sin. You haven't left God. God hasn't left you. You just need to be filled up again. Amen? Amen. We can easily run on empty doing the work of the Lord. We can run on empty while working in the church and fulfilling God's goals for us and His purpose for us. We can run on empty spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's taxing sometimes. It'll wear you out sometimes. This week has wore me out. And it's not over. We're on Wednesday. I have a huge day planned for tomorrow. 
And it's ministry work. It's not going golfing. I'd love just to go golfing. No, we've got ministry things to do tomorrow. And so it can wear you out. It can cause you to run on empty, even though we're doing the Lord's work. We don't plan on running out of energy. We don't plan on running out of purpose. We don't plan on running out, of, uh, running out on our family or our church. We don't plan on running out of our relationship with God. But I'm telling you what, if we don't fill up, that's going to happen. We're going to run away from God. We're going to run away from the church. We're going to run away from family. That's what happens. That's why we had to have times of refreshing. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why we have to have times of reviving. That's why we need to spend alone time with God. That's why we need to come together and praise and worship God. That's why we need to come together with the body of Christ in unity to help strengthen our brothers and sisters. I love this part. Someone said, Pastor, I'm full. I'm not running on empty. And I think that's great for you. Now your job is to fill somebody else up. You say, well, I thought that was God's job. No, we have a responsibility to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Wow. Yeah, I'm not preaching a salvation that you just get saved and you write a pew to heaven. I'm talking about a salvation that you go and do the work that God's called you to do. Praise God when we're full. Praise God when we're full. But there's times when others all around us may be running on empty. And I will promise you this. There's going to become a day when you're not going to be full. You're going to be running on empty and you're going to need someone to step in there and give you an encouraging word. You're going to need somebody praying God's heavenly blessings down on you because you can't pray for yourself. Well, someday you'll be in them shoes and be running on empty. And when that day comes, you'll need someone to help you. Listen, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11 says this. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. Okay. I say this all the time. We know there's more than Ten Commandments in the Bible. That sounds like a commandment. Therefore, comfort each other. They didn't say, maybe you ought to do this. It says, do it. Comfort each other and edify one another. Galatians 6 and 1 says this. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself less. You also, I started to say, use King James Version, ye, you also be tempted. Verse number two says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, I'm not even talking about Christians that fall and they have sin in their life and they're running on empty that way. But this is what this scripture is talking about too. When somebody's fell into some sin, somebody's fell into a trap, it's up to you Christians, me Christian, you Christian, to go to them and to restore them. Right? Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Even if someone's not taken in any trespass, we should be helping those that are in need of filling up spiritually. They have a spiritual, um, their spiritual gauge is going low. We need to build them up. Amen? Amen. Uh, Number two, procrastination. The action of delaying or postponing something. That's the meaning of procrastination. We can't afford to procrastinate. Let me get a drink. My lips are sticking together. We can't afford to procrastinate when it comes to our spiritual man, when it comes to our soul, when it comes to our 
or eternity. We, we procrastinate in our spiritual man with our spiritual man way too often. And, we, and I mentioned this a minute ago. We think, well, you know, we know God. We love God. We give our heart to God. And so, yeah, I know I'm not where I was. And so, but I'll get there eventually. I'll get back to where I'm supposed to be. I'll get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. I'll get back to this and that. And we procrastinate. And if we stay in that attitude and that thought, the devil's going to keep on putting things in front of you. Help you not to come back to church. Help you not get on your knees and pray. Help you to not read your Bible. He's going to continue on until after a while you're going to lose that with God. Not because God stopped loving you. It's because you walk away from God. I see it all the time. I have been guilty of the same things before. Procrastinating while we're running on empty is just as devastating as anything else. We intend to fill up spiritually, but we continue to put it off. There are so many things in life that we cannot put off until another time. And this is the most important. Our spiritual well-being should be number one in each of our lives. Our relationship with Jesus should be number one in each and every one of our lives. At all times. Well, you know, I want to help somebody. I want to, I want to touch this one. I want to uh, be able to give to this person. I want to do, do what. The number one thing is taking care of yourself first. Now, I'm not talking about in getting goods or whatever. I'm talking about your relationship with Jesus. If your relationship with Jesus is right, my relationship with my wife will be right. My relationship with my church will be right. My relationship with my neighbor will be right. And I'll be doing the calling that God called me to do if my relationship is right with him. That's why it's number one. Well, there's so many things, so many things we, we can't put up. But the spiritual well-being is the number one thing. God wants his children to live an abundant, faith-filled life. He wants you to be blessed. It's his word. What did he say he come? He, he says, what the devil, John 10, 10. What did the devil come to do? And, and what did he come to do? What did Jesus come to do? Have life and more, have, and have it more abundantly. That's exactly what he wants for us. When we're running on fumes, we're running on empty. Okay? He wants to fill us back to the full. He wants to be the supernatural God that energizes us in a supernatural way. Amen? Number three, lazy. This is the worst one of the bunch, in my opinion. If we can't look in the mirror and face facts, we're just fooling ourselves. If you can't look in the mirror and say, Drew, you need to get better in this area of your life. This area of your life is dragging you down. This is what's causing you to be empty. This is why you're running on empty, because you're not praying like you should. Because you're not reading your word like you should. You're not doing the call that God's called you to do like you should. That's the reason why we start running on empty. That's one of the reasons we get lazy. I already tell you these sermons preached to me before they preached to anybody else. Sometimes as Christians, we're lazy in our relationship, and that's the reason we're running on empty. I'm not being mean here tonight. I'm just telling the truth. I already told you that I fit into each one of these categories. I, I've experienced all of these, okay? At different times, I've been guilty of, of all four of these things. I get too busy working very hard. I procrastinate, put things off. And other times I've been lazy to fill up and fully charge my batteries, and the result is running on empty. God don't want to get, well, let me rephrase that. God, I don't want to get out of bed today. 
I'm sleepy. I don't want to get up early to pray. How many's ever been woke up by God at night? Just out of the blue, you get you you you're woke up. You're like, why am I awake? And then and then the Holy Spirit's speaking something to you. You're like, okay, I, I just want to go to sleep, Holy Spirit. Can I? We get lazy with God. God, I'm too sleepy to read my Bible, and I, I'm too busy with my family to read today. Pretty soon, we're in a state of running on empty and don't even realize how we got there. When we're running on empty, no matter how we got there, God gives, he gives us love still. He still shows his love. And because he loves us, there's grace he extends to us. There's mercy, there's hope, there's peace, and there's healing. Hallelujah. He's the water when we're thirsty. He's the bread when we're hungry. When we're running on empty, it doesn't mean that we've given up on God. It means we need to snuggle up closer to him. We need to snuggle up closer to Jesus. We need to make time for him in our lives. Listen to this, Psalms 51 10. David wrote some great things. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. David knew how to get in touch with God. He was running on empty. You read the stories of David's life, you'll realize he was running on empty because of all the attacks and things that were going on in his life. We need to have a clean heart and a renewed and steadfast spirit. We need to, our joy to be restored. Man, the whole world needs this today. We need our joy restored because I've never seen so many people pouting, mad, sad, upset about something. Man, put a smile on your face. As Christians, we ought to have a smile on our face. I was told years ago by my, my sister-in-law. She said, Drew, I thought you was unapproachable when I first met you. And I was like, why? I, I, I'm the nicest guy. I, I like fun things. I like to have fun. Why would you think I was unapproachable? She said, just by your look. I said, well, I need to change my look then. I need to smile. I said, hey, hey, how you doing? Anybody can come up to a smile, right? You need to let some, some people know, hey, living for God is a good thing. and We're, we're happy about what we're, what we're doing. David knew what it was to be running on empty. But David also knew where his strength came from. He knew where to go to fill up spiritually. Psalms 103 and 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Don't forget the benefits, amen? Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with the good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. That's good news. Listen, Jimmy Swagger's commentary said this. The eagle was used by the Holy Spirit in the writing of these scriptures as an example because once a year eagles cast off their old feathers and receive new ones. Therefore, despite their age, they have the continued look of youthfulness. I guess so you'll never know how old the eagle is. That tells me we can be filled back up and look young afterwards. That's good. God, I'm, I'm running on empty. Would you fill me up? And by the way, I want to look younger when you get done with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number four, when the enemy attacks. I want to read this to you. First Samuel chapter 30, verse number one. Uh, this is a story about David again. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south in Ziglag, attacked Ziglag, and burned it with fire. 
and had taken captive the women of those who were there uh, from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there was, uh, and, and there it was burned with fire. Their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had mo- no more power to weep. Now, I'm going to stop right there for just a minute. If you come home and everything was gone, everything's burnt to the ground, you didn't know where your family was, you would cry until you had no more power to weep. Amen. Verse number five says, and David's two wives, I'm not even going to read that. Verse number six uh, says, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself, or the King James says, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. First fact that I see right here, you need to know who your God is. You can't be encouraged by your God if you don't know who he is. If you don't have that relationship with him, you're not going to be encouraged by him. Amen? These men were wore out. They had been in battle. They were fatigued. They, they couldn't even uh, believe what was there when they got home. It was devastation. Their families were gone. Their homes were burned. Their livestock wasn't there. Everything they had worked for was gone, and they were running on empty. Man, this sounds like us a lot of time. We're battling. We're battling the devil. We're doing everything that God's called us to do. We're out there fighting battles, and it seems like we come back, and all of a sudden something happens in our home. Something's destroyed in our family. Something happens in our life that we just we, we can't find a reason why this would happen. God, we're doing your work. Why in the world is this happening to us? Okay, I'm the only one that feels that way. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had the enemy attack you? Has he ever attacked you? Was it discouraging? Was it heartbreaking? Did you feel a sense of abandonment? Absolutely. How about sickness? I mean, in other words, the devil will afflict you with sickness too. He does. Next thing you know, you have these things come against you and you're running on empty. You may have been full of God, man, man, had some powerful services, and God just been great, and you've been, I mean, he's just imparting things into you, and man, you've been so close to God, and all of a sudden, you get hit by the enemy, and that, that full gauge all of a sudden runs down to almost empty, running on empty. Can I tell you, sometimes no one can help you but you. I, I know God is our source. But you've got to open your mouth. You've got to open your mouth and start talking to God. You've got to open your mouth and start praying to God. You've got to open your mouth and start praising God. <laughs> Amen. We have to fight. I heard this saying one time. It says it's, a, uh, it's an awful dog that won't bark for his own bone. When the devil's attacking me, it's an awful Christian that won't tell on the devil and tell God what's going on. Or take authority over Satan and tell him where to go. That's when it's time to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes everything's going wrong, and the people that stood by your side, the people that stood by your side, fought with you in the trenches, held you up in the past, are now threatening to kill you. That's when it's time to encourage yourself. God, what in the world? These people were partners with us. These people were church members. These people were this. They were that. Why are they against us now? We don't understand. That's when it's time to encourage yourself in the Lord, your God. Hallelujah. The Lord your God. David had skin in the game. He come back to Ziglag. 
His wives were gone. His children were gone. His livestock was gone. He knew what they were feeling, and yet they wanted to kill David. I bet David wasn't too happy either. He lost everything that all of his men lost, but they wanted to kill him. It wasn't fair. It doesn't make sense. I'm hurting just like you are, but they still wanted to stone David. What do you do when the closest people abandon you? What do you do when your closest friend is just done with you? If you weren't running on empty before, you would be if you experienced this kind of distress. Shelly, would you come back? Where are you going to turn? Listen to this in Psalm 16 and 11. You will show me the path of life in your presence. Hallelujah. I want to stay in God's presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I want to be full of God's joy. I want to be full of his strength. I don't want to be running on empty. And he'll fill us up when we're running on empty. Listen to this, Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Hallelujah. When you're running on empty, sometimes you can lose heart. You can lose heart real quick. Well, I'm ending right here. How can we fill up when we're running on empty? Ephesians 6 and verse number 12 says this. I wasn't going to put this scripture in here, and I just felt led to do it tonight. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. How do you fill up? Put on the armor of God. Hallelujah. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having, all, having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having, uh, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Man, we got to hide the Word of God in our hearts. When them discouraging times comes, when the desperate times come, when the trouble, the problems, the different circumstances come, that his word will start bubbling up inside of us. That sword, you know, having the armor of God is great, but that sword, having that sword of the spirit in your hand, having that in your heart and speaking it out. I love speaking the word out loud because the devil has to hear it then. He doesn't want to hear what God's word says. He knows what it says, but he knows it's activated when we start speaking it out loud. Hallelujah. I love the Word of God. And I just put this scripture in because I love it. Psalms 119, 105. Would you stand with me? It says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It doesn't matter what things are going on, going on in your life. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, it can be from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. God's still in control. His Word It'll be a light for your feet. How many of you ever tried to walk in the dark? I asked this a few weeks ago. You ever get up in the middle of the night and no lights are on? You try to get to the bathroom? 
I'm just glad we don't have Lego players in our house anymore. It's terrible to run into something. It's terrible to stub your toe. It's terrible. The Word of God will keep you from stubbing your toe spiritually. It will. It'll protect you. It'll protect you in, in, a, in a world that's gone crazy, in a world that's dark. Young people, it'll protect you. When you start putting that Word of God in and realize, God, you're, you're going to be my lamp. You're the one that's going to light my path and show me exactly where to go. Amen. Running on empty. You don't have to be running on empty. All you have to do is come to God. He'll fill you up. Amen.